Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Well, it's time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James, who joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are those markets looking this morning? Well, markets are actually fairly flat. Um, you know, we've seen kind of an increase in volatility over the past week, I'd say. Although markets have edged higher, we've got the S&P 500 uh, up over 2% over the past week. But the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy uh, index, is up uh, close to 4% uh, over the past week. So it really uh, it depends on which sector you're looking at and what's performing well over the past little while. Okay, so has the market kind of been reacting to things that are in the news? Uh, definitely. I mean, we've seen more positive economic data that is better than expected. Um, in the U.S. economy, we saw they re-added uh, 4.8 million jobs in June, and that was versus the 3 million expected. So, again, that further improves investor sentiment. Of course, the U.S. unemployment rate uh, is still at 11%. So, of course, that's extremely high. Um, and then uh, also what's happening, of course, is um, is COVID cases. And so you would think that the market would react more negatively to yeah. that when you're seeing 55,000 uh, new cases a day. Uh, but at this point, the markets have uh, shrugged it off somewhat. But, I mean, now we're talking about possible uh, closures again or things have been closing. I mean, you look at California, dining and service at restaurants has been suspended bars, movie theaters, zoos, museums. So uh, they definitely uh, took a step back here and and the economy will as well. That's interesting, though, because the markets were one of the first things to kind of really react to the COVID-19 pandemic. And now that it's getting worse down there, it's not really reacting? Well, I think behind the scenes, what what the idea there is, is that the the markets are expecting more stimulus. And that's really what's been pushing this, the markets higher. Of course, the reopening of the economy is, is an important one, but also the uh, massive amount of stimulus uh, that governments, not just in the U.S., but around the world, uh, have been uh, have been giving out. And, and so that's what, what markets are looking at. But, of course, if this gets even much worse, and now we're going to obviously see the death rate increase because that lags uh, the amount mm-hmm. of... Uh, cases being reported. And so, uh, you know, I think the volatility is going to continue. And as I said, you've, we've seen it really pick up over the past few weeks. Um, you know, not like early on with, uh, with, with COVID back in March when you saw, you know, thousand point swings within a day. We're not seeing that. Uh, but, we, you know, you see one day markets are up 500 points, the next day they're down 400 points kind of thing. And I think that's going to continue uh, until we get more clarity or they get uh, these, you know, the, the new COVID cases down mm. the U.S. more under control, because at this point they are still increasing daily. Now, has any of this impacted things like gold, for instance? Yeah, you know, gold has, has done very well this year. Um, gold's up over 1,800 now. It's in up over 16% on the year. Um, a lot of people, you know, question why that is. And gold is often used as a flight to safety during times of uncertainty. Uh, and it also benefits from central banks providing ample amounts of stimulus and lowering interest rates. Uh, there's an idea that gold is kind of an alternative currency. So if, um, you know, when you see the U.S. dollar drop, uh, gold tends to increase. And that's what we've been seeing over the last little while. 
Okay, so should people be thinking about investing in gold? Well, I mean, always talk to your financial advisor. I mean, the sector can be more volatile and can change quickly. Um, for our clients in our portfolios, we are invested in gold. Um, we've got uh, we invest in two ways uh, through uh, exchange traded funds. So gold bullion, so actually investing in like physical gold, but on the market. Uh, that's up 19% year to date, uh, as well as um, we recently bought a, a, the gold mining index, and that uh, includes some of the uh, large cap gold stocks in the U.S. and Canada, and that's also up as well. Again, you don't. Um, our recommendation again for our clients is not to have a, a super significant amount in gold, but it is a good hedge that when markets uh, are kind of behaving the way that they do and are, are volatile, then gold can add as a little bit of a cushion uh, in your portfolio during times of uncertainty. Right. You must get lots of questions about that. We get questions about that. I mean, when you have markets still down from their peak, uh, you know, anywhere between 7 and 13%, um, you know, we're always looking for ways that uh, we can uh, look at kind of softening that blow for clients. I mean, our portfolios are now positive on the year, uh, the ones that we manage. And that has to do with being in the right sectors, avoiding some of those sectors that are underperforming. Uh, when we're looking at things like um, uh, oil stocks or financials, as I've talked a lot about during uh, the last three months, and those sectors, you know, still are nowhere close to where they were. Uh, so if you can, you know, allocate some funds of client portfolios to areas that uh, that are working much better than that, you know, that's what we do for clients. We're always looking for those opportunities out there. Right. Okay. So let's talk about another kind of more sensitive family issue that I think a lot of people have to deal with, Lori. And that is what happens when you have a, a case of someone who is a client and are perhaps, you know, uh, they get diagnosed with Alzheimer's or some form of dementia? Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, we see this, uh, we see this a lot um, as our clients age. And um, often, you know, just from doing a portfolio review or meeting with clients, um, we've been able to see uh, the early symptoms and uh, actually have those conversations with family members uh, saying that we're, you know, we're starting to notice a change. Um, you know, with 40% of Canadians over the age of 65 right now, uh, there's basically a million family members that are affected uh, by by the disease. And that's only going to increase as time goes on. Um, often, uh, people have early signs around the age of 70, of course, that can change and you, you could be older, you could be younger. And, and even once you're diagnosed, um, you know, some cases can be as short as three years and others as long as, as 20 years. I mean, my uncle, for example, I mean, he had Alzheimer's for, for 20 years and that was a very, very long case, one of the longest I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that really took a toll on, on, on their immediate family uh, in terms of, you know, um, providing care and all those sorts of things. And so, so definitely we're on um, the forefront uh, with families and seeing these sorts of things uh, transpire. And it's really important to have the conversation early when you start seeing symptoms. Right. So how do you deal with it? So it's up to the family, really, do you think, to bring that up? Uh, it can be. I mean, often, you know, we've we've discussed, you know, the situation with adult children, for instance, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's very difficult for the spouse uh, they almost don't want to see that this is happening, right, to their yeah. their partner, and so um, so we definitely uh, bring up that conversation. And, and some of the symptoms we we start to see are when people are struggling to manage their finances, um, struggling with simple tasks. Memory loss is one that we obviously know. 
Um, but sometimes people are becoming disorganized. We had a client that, uh, for instance, always thought uh, his mail was being taken, for instance, um, but like unusually, uh, you know, right. and uh, many, many times uh, that discussion came about. I also saw with that same person changes in mood, for instance. Um, so somebody that's hmm. usually calm and, uh, and patient starts to get uh, agitated easily. And so change in personality is another one that, uh, that we've noticed. And so when we start to see things like that, um, you know, it is important to, to bring that up with the family, um, you know, and just confusion about um, what's, uh, what could be going on around them. And again, there's many stages of Alzheimer's. And so, um, you know, it's important to obviously talk to your doctor and get uh, properly diagnosed. But another example would be I was at a portfolio review uh, in summer and the client asked me if I brought my jacket because it was cold outside. And during that meeting, it was actually, you know, very normal. Everything was, you know, we spoke about markets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when it came to the end and I heard that, you know, that just gave me that one little red flag going, you know, I think something might be occurring here and you right. know, it's time to talk to the family. And so, so yeah, so it is really important to have those discussions and because you really need a, a plan of action when, when you start to see the symptoms. Well, great advice as always. Lori, thank you. Thank you so much, Simi. That is Lori Pinkowski. And if you want to ask any questions or talk directly uh, with the Pinkowski Wealth Management team, you can contact them directly at 604-915-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.